Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. So this episode is about the book, The Daily Stoic. It is one of my favorite books. If you're familiar with it, uh, you're probably aware that it is designed to be read you know, on a daily basis because there's an entry uh, for each day. Uh, you don't have to read it on a daily basis. I happen to. I think it's a really awesome tool to have in, for life, but especially with the nature of preparing for the LSAT applying to law school, uh, just having a daily um, excerpt that you could read from Stoic philosophy and, and, and sitting with it and digesting it can help you stay grounded in the way you need to for this process. Um, so again, right, each day there's a entry where uh, maybe a text or blurb from Stoic philosophy is there, maybe anywhere from <clears throat> three to 15 to maybe even 20 lines if they're getting crazy. Um, it's kind of like, in a good way, it's kind of like in logical reasoning where you've got that stimulus and then you answer the question. Uh, kind of like that. It's the size of a stimulus, right? Like, And um, then you've got the author, Ryan Holiday, um, one of my favorite authors uh, who writes about stoicism, discussing it. It's only a page or two per day. And again, you don't have to read it on a daily basis, but it's designed to make Stoic philosophy very accessible. And the reason that's important, Stoic philosophy, right? If you're not familiar with this, philosophy sounds pretty highfalutin. One of the things I love about Stoic philosophy is it's not designed to be hard to access or too abstract. It's designed to make your life better and easier. It's designed to help you get more out of life so you're happier, grounded, more effective, and frankly, a better person. And that's invaluable as you're studying for the LSAT because this process isn't exactly fun all the time, uh, to put it mildly. So that's that's this book. It, it is one of my favorites. I highly recommend it just because it can help you stay grounded. Um, as you might have heard me say in this podcast, um, right, studying for the LSAT, you know, to use the cliche, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, there are plenty of plateaus and days where it feels like things aren't progressingly like it's just not linear. Um, now, that's actually really important to bear in mind, right? Because I don't want anyone out there. I'm always afraid. I don't want my students giving up. It is to be expected. The progress is not linear. It, again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But I have to keep reminding my students of that, as I should. And I want you to keep that in mind, listening to this, right? But when you have something like a resource that allows you to get some, some level of comfort, but proper mental guidance to have the right mindset to stay the course. It's invaluable. This book was not available when I was studying for the LSAT. I wish it was. Heck, I wish I had it 
when I was much younger. And I wish I had learned about this way of thinking when I was much younger, because it really does help you keep your composure, marshal your resources to be effective. Um, <clears throat> so a little more on this, right? Again, right, the process of studying for the LSAT is rigorous. And again, marathon, not a sprint. I was there as a student, and that's why I honor and respect my students because I know how tough this journey is, right? Um, and again, like as I was saying before, there are moments where you'll have self-doubt. There are moments where, uh, you know, you just it, it, despite your best efforts, you don't always see things in your score. In fact, I would argue that this, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and I want to emphasize it. Again, the progress is not linear. The progress is not linear, but I would say it is the exception if it seems linear. What do I mean by that? So just so you're mentally prepared, when you start taking these PTs, right? Like if you know my story, I went from practice tests in the 140s for a while. And then I eventually got a 173 in the 99th percentile and got into some great schools. And now I teach this for a living. But it was not this nice linear process. Oh, here, let me, my score jumped up five points and seven points. No, 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 no. Like there were plenty of steps back, you know, before I got to some of those steps forward. And and it's like that. And, and frankly, life is like that, you know, but I think um, it can, while it's one thing for me to say it, you're in the hot seat and I know it can feel discouraging at times. It certainly was for me, but I wouldn't be in this business I wouldn't be doing this for a living. I happen to love teaching, but I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe it, right? I think the attitude you need to have is there will be setbacks. In fact, again, right, it's the exception when things go smoothly and linearly with these nice increases. But if you're aware of it, you can be mentally prepared. And even knowing it, even knowing it, it I think you're armed well if you know it and you're aware of it, but we're still human, you know, and it still affects us. When we see a score we're not thrilled with on a PT, uh, we thought we had made some nice progress. Again, it's worth it. Stay the course. But resources like this book can give you that grounding, that encouragement you need on a daily basis. Um, so you want to do everything you know, reasonable that you can to prepare right, and to stay in the right mindset. And again, I believe this book is one of the best ways you can do that. Um, I often find myself counseling students on how to manage their emotions and stay grounded as they move through the process of preparing for the LSAT and applying to law school. And it's actually one of my favorite parts of the job. It's part of why I love doing this. Um, but, right, I inadvertently, after taking the LSAT and becoming a teacher, discovered stoicism um, largely through the author of his book, Ryan Holiday. And I, I think I might have... Uh, certainly did a blog post on my favorite book, which is written by him, which is called The Obstacle is the Way. Great book to check out. Applies very well to the LSAT. Um, and so through that book, I ended up discovering him and discovering Stoic philosophy. Um, but then I found this book. And, you know, The Obstacle is the Way, I'll, straight up, one of my favorite books, probably always will be. But this one, I feel like for... I, I recommend that book, but this one I feel like hands down is worth it if you're studying for the LSAT, just because you get daily, I hate to say, I hate to say, you know, little snippets or whatever, right, or tips or whatever, but 
daily piece of philosophy, for lack of a better word, to digest that can help you stay grounded so you can stay the course and cultivate the temperament you need to see this through. I love it so much, right? Like, this is not just about the LSAT. I read it on a daily basis regardless because it helps me with life. Um, and I think it can for you too. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but again, I think this is a really wonderful tool. A lot of my students um, have picked it up and it's just been really helpful because again, um, I see a lot of really great students go through this. And the, the last thing I ever want to see if someone wants to do this is give up. And it can be tempting because it's one of the few areas, well, one of the few areas, well, there, there are a lot of areas like this, but maybe maybe for a lot of the super achievers out there, it's one of the few areas where it doesn't always come easy. Far from it. Now, it's quite doable, but we're not used to that. And if we don't mentally prepare ourselves for it, you could shortchange yourself on a lot of your potential. And if you know my story, right, like I was scoring in the 140s. And it took, and then, then eventually the 150s, and then I had setbacks, and eventually I, on PTs, and then eventually I got my target score, got into these schools, but what if I had given up? You know, like, I can't imagine, right? I never would have known that I could pull this off, and it's so true. I, I, I Every day I'll hear from a student who luckily had stayed the course, and they'd gotten into a school if they didn't think they had a shot over they got that score but right, what if they had given up and they'd never known about it i know it sounds cliche but it's true and if you're listening to this podcast you're probably there right so I, I, i'm you know i give you I, my goal is to always give you this technical stuff that's a big part of my job as a teacher also through this podcast but also helping you have that right temperament that right mindset so you can stay the course i would argue is just as just as important, if not more important. So this book is a great resource for it. I highly recommend it. On a personal note, I give it out as gifts um, to family and friends. Um, and I wouldn't be recommending it if I didn't feel otherwise. Uh, on another personal note, anyone who knows my story, I didn't go to law school. Um, I studied really hard, got this great score thanks to a lot of hard work and um, great techniques and, and generous people, and then got into some of my dream schools with scholarships. And then I decided it wasn't right for me and decided not to go to law school. And now here I am teaching it, which is kind of cool because I love teaching. That's something I am very passionate about. I love working with students. Every once in a while, I might wonder about it and gee, should I have? But and who knows? I could always go back and do it, right? But I get to live vicariously through you guys. So I'm going to help you become lawyers and you could do great things and I could feel a little bit of contribution. But going back to this story, right? Like afterwards, I couldn't help but think like, gee, I put in all this work and uh, I'm not even going to law school. Great. I'm teaching it, right? But I'm teaching something I'm not doing. Well, again, life kind of works out funny and I've, I just happen to love teaching. It's something I've always wanted to do. So probably worked out for me in that sense. But back to Stoicism, it's funny because Stoicism is like a lot of philosophies based on logic. Um, but in particular, you know, like you're really using logic to get the most out of whatever it is you're doing. And you're not letting 
you're not discounting emotions. They're important. They're essential, right? But you're not letting yourself become consumed by it, right? One of the best ideas that I heard was, right, we defeat fear with logic. And that really applies very well to the LSAT, especially, I mean, and I've talked to students about this. I'll probably discuss it in future podcasts. Any part of this exam that you might be frustrated with, you know, like the fear, right? Like, oh my God, look at that scary game. Oh, look at this passage. Look at all those crazy technical sentences and verb words. How do I deal with this? Right. They, in some ways, LSAC wants you to be afraid. They want you to panic. And the irony of it is, right, this is the test of logic. We defeat fear with logic, right, by thinking it through, by breaking the smaller parts, but even just by recognizing that they want us to be intimidated. The cool thing about this philosophy is that it's very practical. When people hear philosophy, they think, oh, gee, that sounds really abstract and whatever, and I'm already studying for the LSAT. What am I going to do here? I got more abstract stuff to do. Like the thing I like about this philosophy in particular, it is not designed to be abstract. Even the, the, if you go and read um, like some of the text here, just purely before you read the entries that explain it, um, it is written in sort of a user-friendly way. And that's part of why I enjoy it. They're not trying to be these egotistical thinkers that put themselves up uh, on a pedestal and think, look at me, I'm, I'm studying this really abstract stuff. No, like it's intended to get the most out of life. It is intended to be accessible. And heck, you got so much work you're doing to try to digest this material for the LSAT. It's nice that you have something that is not designed to be hard for the sake of being hard. So long story short, right, this this philosophy is, is intended to make things easier, make things user-friendly, make you live a little better life, may, make you more effective. And certainly in this case, applying to law school and afterwards. But going back to my personal experience, I remember thinking, well, gee, why did I put all this effort into this? And now, like, studying logic, studying the LSAT, getting into law school. And I'm no, I'm not going to go to law school again, right? It worked out for me. I love teaching. But, you know, in some ways, it allowed me to appreciate Stoicism. Right? Why? Because Stoicism is very much like the LSAT, in a sense. In a good way, we're using logic. We're sharpening our thinking so that ideally, ideally, I know it might not always feel this way, things that might seem challenging or things that might seem counterintuitive can actually work out well and we can get the most out of things right like a good chunk of this test when you see it through is defeating fear with logic and um a side benefit no matter what you decide if you're like me and end up i guess i'm right the complete extreme i decided not to go to law school or if you decide like most of you go to law school do these great things this is something that's going to be valuable to you. It, it, it's one thing to say, hey, we defeat fear with logic. But the beauty of a lot of these writings is that it's very practical and gives you concrete things you can do to reason through when you're in a challenging circumstance so that you can keep your composure, so that you can be effective, so that you can maintain the temperament that you need. Uh, last note, right? Stoic philosophy, Stoicism. Um, when I say that, I feel like I've got to make a disclaimer. It's perfectly compatible with other philosophies, other religions. I'm not trying to indoctrinate you or anything like that. It's just something that I've shared, that I've fallen in love with that has made my life richer. Um, and I think it can do the same for you. And I, I wouldn't be recommending this if I didn't wish that I 
had this available to me as I was preparing for the LSAT. Um, and, you know, again, right, just to go back to my point, my parents, I grew up in a household, two different religions, both of them appreciated this kind of philosophy. And they, they, they didn't come to it like, you know, naturally I, I shared with my mom, you know, my dad always sort of, sort of thought this way, but like two very different religions, it's perfectly compatible, right? But it's just a way of thinking that can be helpful. And again, you don't take my word for it. Check out the book. It's pretty inexpensive. I'm going to provide a link to it as well as a blog post, but it really can help you stay the course, manage your temperament as you're preparing for this exam. And, and again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. The conversations I often have with students, yes, it's about the technical stuff. That's a most of it, right? But a significant amount of the time is managing your emotions, not just in the middle of the exam. Well, that's definitely part of it, but also staying the course through this long process. This is a really great tool. It's a really great companion to have with you. So check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.